0: The person who creates the experience that keeps people coming back as your tech, your delivery driver, the people on the phone. You're talking to the pharmacist about questions you have, the small piece of sliver of things you do in a pharmacy, your patient pharmacist. Important stuff, but all of their day-to-day refill requests, problems with insurance, deliveries, shipments, that's all coming from a technician or a clerk. Yeah. And that's the superpower of an independent pharmacy. You're not getting that at your chain retail.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. All right. Hello everybody. Uh, I'm excited to introduce my next guest, Mr. Josh Howland. He's from Pioneer RX the biggest, baddest, awesomest software for community retail pharmacists. Josh is a PharmD, Senior Vice President of Clinical Strategy and Development for Pioneer. He has nearly 15 years experience in the pharmacy space, plenty of multiple practice types, including community pharmacy, PBM, specialty, and integrated care. At Pioneer, he's responsible for clinical strategy, clinical programs, and care planning. So that's software development that we're always looking for and appreciate with Pioneer uh, amongst the Windows web and all mobile platforms. So hello, my friend, Josh, other Josh, how are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. So uh, this summit is themed for pharmacists and beyond the pill. So we're talking beyond the pill and why I love being a part of Pioneer and the relationship that I've had with you guys over the years is give us a little overview of Pioneer and then we'll get started on really what we're talking about, which is where you guys are poising the technology to move pharmacists beyond this thing called dispensing. But there's probably maybe one or two people out there that hadn't heard of Pioneer that are listening. So let's talk a little bit about what Pioneer is and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing. Cool. So at its core, Pioneer
0: is a pharmacy management software. When you think about that, at its core, the same features that allow a prescription to go from a doctor to a pharmacy, route it through the pharmacy to an insurance, do all of your DUR, do all of your other clinical reviews and sell it to a patient. Pioneer is everything and all things in between the doctor and the patient.
1: With the recent mergers and things that you guys have done, What's the scope of where you are now? How many pharmacies are we serving?
0: So just a tad bit south of 10,000 total pharmacies between QS1 and Pioneer now under the red cell umbrella. So if you look at the independent space, that's roughly half. That's about half, half. yeah. Yeah, depends on the year and the total count, but somewhere between 45 and 50% of the market.
1: So 50% market share is important because... What I love about Pioneer is, I guess I would call myself an early adopter. I guess I was probably right around 2010, maybe. A couple of years after we get
0: credit for early adoption at
1: that point. (laughs) I remember Joe Moose was like, yeah, this is what we got. And I looked at it and it was just, it's funny because we came from QS1 and went over to Pioneer (laughs) and then Pioneer went over to hang out with QS1. So that's how the world works. But What I love about it from the very beginning is Pioneer's really poise themselves as being more than the pharmacy dispensing system. So you're in charge of clinical programs, e-care plans. Tell us a little bit about what's cooking right now with Pioneer and where we're taking this, because I think it's really important to plant these seeds now, because this is what we're doing here Mm -hmm. with this summit is we've got to move beyond dispensing this profession that we have. It's slowly market share, all these compression with margins, and we know all that. So tell us a little bit about what you're working on and what you're excited about. It's funny. One of the things that
0: kind of got me excited about coming to Pioneer in the first place was a dinner with Jeff Key, our president, a little over six years ago now. And when I came out of pharmacy school, like probably most of the people that came out of pharmacy school in 2008, 2009 range. All we heard was, if you don't do a residency, you wasted your degree and independent pharmacy is dead. And my dinner with Jeff, we talked about all of the cool things that you like about pharmacy, independent pharmacies pushed first. The reason pharmacists can immunize is community pharmacy. The reason the e plan really exists is independent community pharmacy. So it was sold to me on this, hey, we're going to innovate heavily in the space. And you want to do what you've been doing and count by fives? Don't work here. I think all of us who came out of pharmacy school with the desire to do cool things in clinical care, our fancy spatula count by five move is not what drove us to do that. All of the things that we do now with Pioneer, you have to be able to dispense pills. That's a given. I think that's the coolest part about pharmacy as well, is that ties your patient to you regularly. If you know you've got a captive audience coming to you once a month, hopefully you've synced them on all of their meds. You've got them coming in once a month. You can do all kinds of other cool clinical services around that patient. So one of the things that's really exciting right now is kind of coming out of COVID, we all realized that public health drove more about what pharmacists can do than almost anything else. So one of the biggest focuses we have right now is How do you immunize patients, do it quickly, efficiently, report all of that information to the right people, get all that information back? And how do you build those relationships with your public health departments that are local that now know they have a great partner that can do almost anything you throw out? That's super exciting to us. You know, you throw on top of that, looking at how to do medical billing for drugs, services, things like that. How do you translate the e-care plan into a place where you can use it more readily, like a health information exchange. So really starting to look at all of those kind of unicorn projects of how do you standardize and share data and make pharmacy the center of most of that is what gets me up in the morning right now.
1: That's great. No, It's funny you said in 2008, uh, pharmacy schools were telling you residency and independence dead because in 98, when I graduated (coughs) 10 years prior... There was no talk about going to an independent. We didn't really have a lot of residency then. So I'm glad that we pushed that forward to higher learning. But I was chuckling a little bit there because that was the same thing. And now I was just thinking back, you said like innovative. Like when I went to school, we were talking like the independent. I did a rotation in pharmacy school was doing MTM like in 98. Asheville project just kind of launched out and they're like, we're talking to our patients about using asthma inhalers. And I was like, this is interesting. That entrepreneurial spirit, which I love, I feel like I'm more of an entrepreneur than a pharmacy owner at this point in my career. And so it's that innovation, that piece. And so leveraging technology is the wave of the future, right? Being more efficient, getting the cost to dispense down. And like you said, opening up Time. Time is not infinite. We only have the same amount of time in our day. So I love how you pioneers working towards automating the things that are necessary. Like you said, dispensing drugs gets you in the door as a pharmacist. I always say in our place, going beyond the pill means we don't end with the pill, we start with the pill. And I think having that relationship with our patients is super critical. So Tell us how we're leveraging this technology to give pharmacists more time to talk to them about what I would call their zone of genius. There is no one recipe for beyond the pill, but we all understand. And my hope for this summit and moving beyond this into things like mentorships and mind shares is we're convincing pharmacists that you don't stop with the pill, you start there. And so Tell us a little bit about Pioneer and moving this technology forward so we can allow our pharmacists to do what they really wanted to do when they went to school.
0: Sure. I'm going to start this back into what we all thought about drive throughs So when I was a new pharmacist at one of the nation's largest retail chains, I hated the drive-thru. I would rail against it was destroying the profession because people didn't come in to talk. But at the end of the day, what I was thinking about then was what I wanted, not what my patients wanted. And now I've got a four-year-old daughter and sometimes getting out of the car to go into a place is a nightmare. That drive through is super convenient. As a patient, I like the drive through As a pharmacist working, you know, doing 800 scripts a day, trying to maintain my life, I hated the drive through But we've got to balance that efficiency with what patients want. And what we're finding out now is that patients want things that independent pharmacies are really good at, like delivery. They just want a personalized experience for it. They want to use MedSync. They just don't necessarily have the time to be available in those banker's hours of nine to six when you're doing all of your work. And I know most of the independent pharmacists don't want to work 24 hours a day because it sounds horrible. So what we're looking at and what we've spent a lot of time over the last two years is really building out our messaging capabilities. So the two-way HIPAA secure messages from the Pioneer system to the patient app, two-way text messaging, more smart notifications. So you can kind of customize those notifications to sound more personal, or if you're trying to tell them something you don't want to tell them, you can make it sound like it came from a computer, so your refills are ready. we're about to put your refills back because you haven't picked them up. But all of that's really geared around making the things that you have to do as a pharmacist very efficient with balance with what your patients want. They want to be able to ask those questions at 10 o'clock at night when they're thinking about it or request a refill 24 hours a day when they're thinking about it. And maybe even most importantly, one of the things that we kicked off a couple, probably about two months ago now was our sync prep message, where you can send a patient a text message when you would normally do their sync call. And it walks them through a web interface where they can tell you what's changed, what they do or don't need, any OTCs that they might need, if they've submitted to a doctor in the last 30 days, etc. All the questions you'd want your tech or your pharmacist to ask in that sync call. And then all of that comes back into Pioneer and they don't have to be available. You don't have to spend three times getting them on the phone. So it all comes back into Pioneer. And now if everything's good, you just go ahead and sync that patient. But here's where that magic of that message is. If it comes in and they say they don't need their metformin, Well, I mean, very, very few people can come off of metformin unless they've been very good about getting into diet and lifestyle changes. So then you now have a call that you can call a patient and say, hey, Josh, you said you don't need your metformin. What's going on? So you can come in with a very targeted conversation that takes two to three minutes now instead of 20 to make that discovery. So you're really starting to build real clinical value, patient engagement, and you didn't spend a whole bunch of time and resources to get it done. So all of the things that we're building right now focus on those types of interactions.
1: And that's huge. Two huge things you touched on. One from the very beginning was we need to supply our customers with what they want, not what we think they want. I've had this conversation last week with my resident. We're doing supplements in adherence packaging, right? We're trying to create something. And the first question they said is, why are you putting this stuff in here? Did you poll your customer? And she goes, no. I said, well, the first thing we need to do is ask our customer what they want, not what we assume they want, because that's business 101. I love how Pioneer is listening and creating those things and then touching on this digital pharmacist platform. That's what we're talking about. We're seeing this technology is always, it's never a linear curve. It's always exponential. And so we're seeing this digital age where it's text and email because the personal, I love what you said, personalized, because independent community pharmacies going from personal service to personalized service. I think that's really important from functional genomics all the way to the personalized experience because that's where we save time. If we don't get stuck in the phones running off the hooks, calling, calling, calling is, yeah, you can text at 10 o'clock. I love the intuitive nature of being able to do all that sync prep. I'm digging right into that when I get off this call because I don't know if we've adopted all of that yet because it's really important for us to be competitive as well. Like Pioneer's always been on the cutting edge of being competitive with where they feel and think the market is going as well. So being mm-hmm. that visionary because we're seeing all these digital pharmacies pop up, whether it's Amazon. Now Rx, another one's capsule, like all these pharmacies are coming up where it's pretty much predominantly digital and logistics fulfillment. How do we blend that with that community personalized with personal touch to it? That's what we're all about in community pharmacy. We still have that heart to us. So I love how pioneers taking that and putting their own stamp on it because we can, right? That's the point is the perception in the world of community pharmacies, we're always behind. We're always behind the chains and all these technology. But the truth of the matter is, like you said earlier, is I think we're on the forefront. I feel like we're doing the things that the chains wish they could do because we can change so quickly as an industry. It's kind of like craft breweries. I always say craft breweries and independent pharmacies are very similar. Is We're all different, but we're all the same. We all have that same vibe to us of personal, personalized Rather than that sterile feel. So I really appreciate that type of stuff. One thing about that
0: that's interesting, though, I like the analogy of craft beer. The one area I would probably say that I think independent pharmacies are actually really behind on, and craft breweries are not, they're actually really quite good at this, is marketing what they do differently, right? 100%. They sold that. There's a great community brewery down the road from us here in our office, ironically called Community. Brewery, but these guys are really obscenely good at marketing. Hey, we do things differently. We're part of the community. We live here. We work here. Come hang out at our place. They have birthday parties for their own for their beers and they know exactly what their customers are looking for. Independent pharmacies, not as robust on marketing using data to try and figure out what their customers look for. How do you tell them that you're different than a big three-letter retail chain? The perception out, this is true, minus your store, which is beautiful, by the way. When you walk into a lot of independent pharmacies, it doesn't look dramatically different than you walking into a Seven Eleven. If your perception through the door is convenience store, you've lost the battle.
1: Well, you don't need to tell me that because when we move to our location and we're moving even further into that, is what is the customer experience? You're right. Because I'm a big proponent of craft brew and I'm happily brewed gluten reduced craft beer, which is super fun for me because I know a brewery here. I take the craft brewery scene and, like you said, is my wish for community retail pharmacy independent is putting your stamp on the community of why you're, I always say, Don't be better, be different. And then what is your stamp based on your community? Because you have these loyalists that go to these different breweries and they're everywhere. And I love the fact that people willingly pay more for their experience because they get value. The value of whether you can bring your dog or your kid, you play games, whatever it might be, you have this value driven system. So I always say, what if independent community pharmacy could be more like or take some of the playbook from that because it was an organic thing. It wasn't like the independent brewer society just went, oh, let's just do it this way. It's like they all form their own thing. And I think we do a good job, but I think we could do a great job with that because, yes, I firmly believe. My piece on Beyond the Pill is wellness. And so I want my customers to come in feeling wellness to the point where we're trying to figure out how do we take the pharmacy and make it where you can't even see it anymore? Because we don't want people thinking we're just making widgets all day long. We want the feeling of health. I always think pharmacy is more of like the sickness piece of healthcare. And then the wellness piece can be the other things we bring. So I love that you touched on that. I think we have some work to do in there. So, what are the little things that pioneers working like what about like things like delivery fulfillment, compounding, OTCs, bagging things in a way that can really stay on top of again where the industry is going, which is I think it's like in the space of healthcare. It's like You go to the personalized space, which is a little bit more high touch, high price point. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the convenience factor, like cheap, easy, and fast, right? Right. And so we have to blend that a little bit, don't we? So tell us a little bit about kind of where that blend is with Pioneer. I think you're exactly right.
0: In general, and probably somebody's going to skewer me for this, but I think about drugs as a commodity. People don't go into commodities to get rich unless you're a commodities trader. That's not us. So, when you focus on the margin, buy low, sell high kind of feel, you're going to lose to people like Amazon who've got logistics down better than anybody else in the country. You've got your chain retails that buy cheaper than anybody else in the country, if not for the fact that they own the PBM and all of the other things in that chain. So, what do people who are going to come to an independent pharmacy want? They're going to want delivery to be effective and quick, and something different. Interestingly, I got COVID in the middle of January and had a very, very simple COVID, the actual COVID problem because I was vaccinated and boosted. But I developed rheumatoid arthritis about a week after that. I got the very rare but always fun viral arthralgia associated with it. So I got to do specialty pharmacy to get Humira. And it still boggles my mind, even as a patient, when you send me a $5,000 drug in the mail and drop it at my doorstep, but you want me to go pick up the $2 prednisone in person at the store. (laughs) Independent pharmacy can do delivery very differently than Amazon. Not cheaper, not faster, maybe faster, but you get it to the door and your delivery driver, you may know as part of your community, might ask you some questions. Eventually, they might pop up a FaceTime video to do a counseling session with the pharmacist. You may get to places where you're reporting back. When you dropped it off, did the patient have handicapped accessible front door rails on this stuff? So you can start thinking about social determinants of health from the perspective of your delivery driver who could look into your house or do it, take pictures of your medications, basically kick off a med rec with Josh has handrails, he has a shower stall, all the things that you might need that the chains will never, ever do. So we're starting to think about what makes delivery special. And that'll come with the delivery app of being able to report back where the driver's at, what happened, those kind of things. On the other end of that, looking at, sure, we're a digital pharmacy. You may mail things. You may deliver stuff. Being able to bag them in an order with OTCs and deliver the pharmacy like yours, you may be able to put all of your functional medicines in that bag and send it out at the same time as the other medications. But you don't want to send that bag out having not been paid for. So we're looking at now. We've built bagging. We're working on right now, as we speak, the option for click to pay so the patient could pay for their prescription bag before it leaves the building over the internet. Send them a text link, they go into a secure site, put in their information, it gets paid. Mail order compounding pharmacies will use that extensively, and pharmacies that do OTC supplements other things like that. We'll also use a click to pay. We think that will supplant the pay when you come pick it up.
1: Yeah. Well, that would be a godsend because I think we all have those friction points, especially with COVID. We were contactless payment. It's the new future. Who carries cash anymore? Who likes to swipe cards anymore? I love those features. I always say it's an evolution, not a revolution. We're moving towards momentum and we're staying on top of this new industry changes of digital. Mm-hmm. And like you said, creating that personalized experience, our delivery drivers, one of our customers' favorite people, they would rather him come and do the things he does because he wears a smile all day long. He knows the entire community. I always say Emery's one of my best hires I've ever had because he does right. create that experience. And so I hope people are listening. Is It's not just the pharmacist that creates that experience. It's every single person on that right. team.
0: I would almost argue that in most pharmacies, the person who creates the experience that keeps people coming back is your tech, your delivery driver, the people on the phone. You're talking to the pharmacist about questions you have, the small piece of sliver of things you do in a pharmacy Your patient pharmacist, important stuff, but all of their day-to-day refill requests, problems with insurance, deliveries, shipments, that's all coming from a technician or a clerk. Yeah, that's the superpower of an independent pharmacy. You're not getting that at your chain retail.
1: Well, yeah, and you and I both came from those chains from very many moons ago, but de-emphasis was it's the pharmacist and then all these other people under them. Since I came from that cloth from a technician all the way up, we don't even have clerks. We call them wellness advocates because they're up front and I tell every single employee it's the most important position is the consumer facing space. And so I'm glad you touched on that. I'm glad that even the software folks that are high into the digital realm really still respect that human connection, because that's really what we're offering. I always say, We don't compete with Amazon because they have no human connection. You can't call a customer service person at Amazon. I'm pretty sure you can't. People understand that's their limitation, but they get the convenience. So if we can enhance or create a convenience piece to that, great. Like you said, it's Mm -hmm. different. The Amazon driver is not gonna be the friendly guy coming in, checking in with a patient. They're gonna drop it from a drone and go on their way, right? And so for us, it's like, How do we capitalize on the things that we do great, do better with, and then create and leverage that technology, which you guys are doing? So I'm loving that piece with where we're going with the industry. And you have a voice. The voice is big. The voice is almost half of the industry, which means power in numbers. Just like craft breweries, they're all independent, but we have a common voice. We have NCPA. We have Pioneer who's creating something from this space we've created. There was a reason you got together with QS1 is so we can create this thing because there's skin in the game. You can't ignore 10,000. The payer system cannot. And so we're going to be around for a while, but we want to be able to do things that are... My new version of self-care is the acronym SELF is simple, easy, lucrative, and fun. If we can't make it that, our profession's going to die because nobody wants Mm -hmm. to come. They're going to be another retail pharmacist, bitter and jaded. So I love making things simple, easy, lucrative, and fun. So yeah. How do people get a hold of Pioneer You? Well, apparently
0: we're pretty easy to get a hold of.
1: Not like Amazon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're probably at Every major trade show in the country, that's probably most people's first avenue of contact with this if they're not already on Pioneer. If you're on Pioneer already, it's super easy. There's a little green button in Pioneer. You click it and magically a human calls you and asks what's going on. But definitely trade shows, we love it when people come say hi. We also really love it when you're talking to a potential customer and an existing one comes by and they're like, oh yeah, I do this. It's so amazing. I don't need to be there when you have that kind of interaction. You can always do the regular email sales at pioneerrx.com or the 800 number that's somewhere. I don't call it often. I think it's 850-5111, but the easiest is always email or the web and We've got a ton of humans to interact with.
1: No, it's great. And yes, testimonials and referrals is how we all grow. Every single time I'm at the convention, I will stop by the Pioneer booth. I will find my friends at Pioneer. I will talk to Jeff. I will talk to you. I will talk to Will. Mm -hmm. These are people we've grown up with in this industry. And this is why this Pharmacist Summit is going to be awesome because I'm leveraging all the relationships that we closely connect with. You guys do connect every year it's awesome. I love having this space. And I guess the one thing I appreciate the most with Pioneer is you listen. I've been on focus boards from the very beginning because Pioneer listens to the pharmacist. They listen to what we also need and want and blend that with what the consumer wants. So I really appreciate that because I've never had that vibe with any other large software companies. So I do appreciate that.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite things to tell everybody that is a different feel because we listen to what our customers want to do in life. And now that I'm over software development, which I wouldn't have guessed I would do when I graduated from pharmacy school, but we released about 460 new features last year. Almost 70% of them came from customer requests. The things that our customers were sending in ideas for, Jeff and I read all of them. Whether you believe it or not, we read every single one that comes through. And 70% of the things we built were because of those types of ideas that came through, including some of those where training was a big one. With all the new features and all the new digital stuff that is coming out, pharmacists are basically begging for, hey, I just need to know how to use this better. And so Connect is a great place to learn how to use some things in Pioneer, but we can train eight to 900 people. We can't train 6,000 pharmacies and forty to 50,000 users effectively doing that. But what we can do is we can train our account managers much, much more thoroughly so that when you call in and ask, hey, how do I set up a MAR for this new device I got? We can help you with that. One of the positive things about being owned now by Red RedSail was that we talked to him about that and realized that customer support was the most important thing we do well this year and forever, really. So we got them to throw in another $2 million to hire more people so that we can always have about 15 to 20% of our workforce training, not on calls. So we can rotate them in and out really just to make sure that when you call, you get somebody who is amazing at what they do. And I think that's a testament to having our customers say, hey, this is what we need. We're dying without it. We'll build it or make it happen.
1: That's awesome. And that's, I think, what differentiates you from the industry is totally. It's personal connection. It's talking to a human. It's getting through the problem-solving space Mm -hmm. because it is one platform but shoot, you just said 460 things just happened in one year. So my last question is, you know, of course, what would you want pharmacists to do? Like you really want them to commit to these clinical side of things that you're doing so we can move this thing together as we all move together. But like, for me, it's like, Oh, I just want to know like the things that I should know that I don't know about. It's like, there's always something in there. That's why I also love going to the conferences is understanding like, oh man, I got to go back to my team for that one. I love how you guys listen, but also we innovate as a tribe. We innovate together, right? There's a reason that you guys want to hear all that is because one idea just becomes an idea and then it becomes something much greater because somebody thought of it. And it's like, we're incubating together. And that's a very positive thing in this world is growing together as a tribe and a community and having each other's back. So I really appreciate that. Right?
0: Yeah. So I think in terms of what's one thing I wish pharmacists would do, and it's easy for me as a clinical pharmacist who's over software development to say, use this feature, but I'm going to go with the not sexy option at all and I wish every single pharmacist in the country would get their inventory to be amazing. I firmly believe that in order to move away from the script and do things like MTM well, to do care planning well, to get out there and sell all these other cool services and immunizations, the first thing you have to do is have your inventory. If your inventory is crazy, your shelves are a mess, all that money is just cash that you can't deploy somewhere else. Get your inventory right then do MedSync. Then you can do all of the other cool stuff. You can't do calculus before you know how to do basic addition. And every single thing that starts to move you into services and anything else that you want to do, it starts with making sure your inventory is absolutely amazing.
1: First thing I tell every intern that comes through the stores, inventory management will make or break your pharmacy, especially Mm -hmm. with the market compression. So I'm glad you touched on what I call 80-20. Do the 80%, the simple, Mm -hmm. easy, lucrative, and fun. Like if you get your inventory done and you're getting your turns into synchronized on-time ordering, Mm -hmm. imagine dispensing and then ordering, getting into the negative in a good way. I think that's super huge. Do the simple stuff first, guys. And then let's talk about the shiny enhancements second.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. All of that kind of leads back to, I think my... First class at Connect five years ago was when we first kicked off care planning. And when we first kicked off care planning, it was a lot of small components just spread out all over the place. So it was fairly complicated if you didn't have all your ducks in a row. The single worst presentation I've ever sat in was one I presented because I didn't understand the audience at the time. I jumped right into care planning. Let's do multivariate calculus. We're going to set up all these (laughs) triggers. We're going to set up all this other stuff we're going to touch here. You're going to build a custom trigger. You're going to build a custom category. You're going to set it to do when a patient says no in three months, you're going to have it refire all of the advanced stuff. Within 10 minutes, I realized that I just lost 300 people because they had no idea what I was talking about because they didn't know how to do categories yet. And I'm talking about categories, triggers, and care goals. They're learning about MedSync. It was a complete fail for me not understanding where the audience was at and realizing that In order to do all of this other stuff, you have to have a basic operational handle of your inventory and MedSync. If you haven't done those two things, don't do care planning yet. It will make you miserable and you'll hate me and your life for a while.
1: I might've been in that one because I was like, "Woo! like, what do I do? But the beauty of that is we learn from our mistakes. We Mm -hmm. learn from the challenges. You learn that now we've got to simplify things in a way that people can resonate It's so big that we have room for all of this stuff. So that's an awesome thing. And that
0: single failure has been the driving point of, that's where we started making templates for care goals. We started staying much more close to CPSN about what's going on. So we build out the templates and send them out. So you didn't have to build it yourself. You just had to turn it on. And then that even led to some of the stuff now where I'm sure you've seen some of the pop-ups at point of sale now that are like, Hey, counsel this patient on this is a brand new start, hit two buttons and you're done and you can get paid for it. That builds a care plan. So all of that ties back into automating all of the junk you don't need to do with the stuff you do. So when you counsel a patient, you hit two buttons and now you technically have a care plan that you could send off to anybody. So luckily, my biggest professional failure leads to simplified processes for pharmacists now. So... I'll which is, call it which a win is, off of <laughs> the most embarrassing afternoon of my life so far.
1: Well, if progress comes from it, then we are all in a better space. And so I appreciate the failures as much as I appreciate the wins. So thanks for getting on this call, Josh, sure. other Josh. Really appreciate everything Fineer's doing and really supporting this mission of pharmacists moving beyond the pill. Amazing. All right. I'll see you at some trade shows coming up. Sounds good, my friend. Take care now. Stay well. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Remini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message thanks again for being a part of the beyond the pills community. We'll see you next time.